From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. You know, we could almost title this show, well, it's about time. We've wanted Deborah Fotheringham on the show since forever, but I know it's going to be worth the wait. When Deborah was a kid, the music from her father's collection of jazz albums filled up her house and her heart, so it's no wonder that art began to make its way out of that heart and into the world, first as a writer of fiction, then discovering the acoustic guitar and hand percussion and putting it all together in singing and songwriting. She's been a staple on the local music scene for years, adding musical goodness to so many other artists' recordings that we're extra happy to have her share her songs tonight from her new solo album release, the aptly titled The Darkness and the Sun. Yes, there's some light, but most definitely some shadows too, sometimes a sweet but lonely voice a bit surprised to find itself crying out in the desert. Deborah Fotheringham is live right now on Highway 89. Let's start with a song that soars. This is White Bird. We'll start right here. Deborah Fotheringham, kick us off. Thank you. 
Bird in Studio 6 at BYU Broadcasting. We're bringing you a live performance of Deborah Fotheringham. Songs from her brand new album that's called The Darkness and the Sun. I love this line, Deborah. The flight of those feathers rising on air could take me to places I never would dare. Thank you. Is that a little bit about your explorations in these songs and putting this album together? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that, song, that line specifically is... Um just a reference to I'm kind of uh, an introvert and a lot of um, there's a lot of fear that rules my decision making and um, so that was kind of a line of hoping to rise above that I think oh well I think you're doing it <laughs> thank you <laughs> in the notes to your album The Darkness and the Sun you thank a lot of people but you dedicate the whole album to Dean Fotheringham mm -hmm. tell me about that yes Dean is my father um, he passed away in 2013 um but he was a musician, and um, I, I think a lot of the reason I decided to become a musician was because of the um, influence of my dad and the music he listened to and um, how he used to talk about um, the days when he played music. He, he wasn't a musician by the time that um, I was born, mm -hmm. and so it was always in re retrospect that he talked about that, and um, it was kind of almost um, mythical to me the way he talked about his <laughs> his music career. And so, um, what kind of music did he play? He played jazz. He was a tenor sax player. Ah, he yeah. played in a lot of dance bands that toured. And yeah. Well, we're going to be hearing some more music in just a minute. I have one more question from Liner Notes, though. Mm -hmm. I thought this one this one was pretty interesting to me. It said, uh, "Thanks to." Maria Bamford for sharing your mantra do the work in the New York Times without which this album wouldn't have been written. <laughs> Tell me about true. this. This sounds like good motivation. Yes. Um, Maria Bamford's a comedian that I really enjoy. Um, um, she has bipolar too and um, she talks about in this article that I read how um, she has this mantra just to do the work and it helps her get past the things that would hold her back from um, the things she wants to do as a comedian and I read that um in that article and it was just inspiring to me that you know there are lots of things that can keep us from the doing the creative things that we need to do but um when it comes down to it we just have to do the work do the work yeah hey that's short enough to put on a yeah. bumper sticker or on a wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> well good set these next tunes up for me uh, and it, being a, a Robert Heinlein fan, I couldn't yes. help but wonder if Stranger in a Strange Land is scripture, Heinlein, <laughs> or something altogether different. It's Heinlein, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm a huge science fiction fan, and um, so Stranger is a reference to that novel, and it's 
um, I wrote it kind of about how sometimes as an introvert, when I watch people who are not introverts, I sometimes feel like I'm observing some kind of alien race, <laughs> how they interact with other humans in such a natural way when it feels so like unnatural to me. And so I wrote the song as if it was someone um, looking at humans as if they were an alien on the outside. And that's what that song's about. And then set up the title song for us, if you would, The Darkness sure, in the, the Sun. Sure, The Darkness in the Sun is, I wrote this song about my dad. Um, uh, if you're lucky enough to have decent parents, I think you go through kind of a, um, I don't know, like a, a pattern as you're growing. Um, when you're a kid, you idolize your parents. They can do no wrong. As you become a teenager, you start to see all their flaws. Um, and hopefully... Um, if you have the presence of mind enough to um, understand what they're going through as you become an adult, you start to appreciate all that they've done for you and sacrificed for you. And so that's kind of the arc of this song. Nice. Well, let's have you grab your sure. guitar. We're going to hear a pair of songs from this brand new album, First Stranger in a Strange Land, and then the title song of the album, The Darkness and the Sun. This is Deborah Fotheringham. Four eyes filled with embers They lock in their flame No words fill the silence No one has said a name Limbs caress and reach up Digits they entwine, they're touching and folding, but none of them mine. I'm a stranger in a strange land.
pair of songs from Deborah Fotheringham, Stranger in a Strange Land, and the title song from her new album, The Darkness and the Sun. You know, I think I'm paraphrasing Robert Frost when he said once that the serious had to have a bit of humor and the humor had to bit of bit of seriousness in it to be real. Sure. Is that what you are doing in your songs here? Is that conscious or is it just what comes out? Um, I, it wasn't really conscious when I was writing them, but... Um, I, I do kind of keep that in mind as I think the best songs have a little bit of both mm. in them. And so um, it was probably partly conscious and partly subconscious. It's sure satisfying to hear, though. Oh, thank you. Now, we've read that you, where you've written about songwriting being sort of a reconciliation between writing fiction and playing the guitar. And then you've also got a degree in history. Mm -hmm. Lots of different interests, and <laughs> we might be left scratching our heads just a little bit about uh, how, how do you put those all together? Um, I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I I don't know. I've, I just, I, I think writing is at the heart of a lot of what I do, and um, I've always loved to write. I've always been fascinated by putting words together. Um, I... Sometimes when I'm writing, I feel like I go into a place where time just evaporates and um, I'm just, it's just me and the words. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I guess that's the common thread. So when all. you're in the middle of writing a song, like you just said, mm -hmm. kind of getting in the zone, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word, are you, are you writing the story of a character or are you just trying to grasp a feeling you sort of have or what is it? Um, there's a bit of both. It depends on the song. Sometimes I'm writing a song that's based purely on an idea that maybe didn't happen to me um, or a lot of these the songs on this record are really personal songs um, mm -hmm. about you know a feeling or experience or something I wanted to express from my own life um, but for instance there's a song get back that's that was uh, I wrote about um, two of my friends and an experience they had and so it just sort of depends on what how the inspiration strikes mm. I guess so do you, do you write when you just suddenly feel that urge, or do you carry a notebook around and that collects little phrases or ideas? Um, I used to do that. Um, now I, I get up every morning and I start writing, um, and I just kind of like stream of consciousness, almost kind of journaling, but I just let myself This is write before whatever. the oatmeal and everything. Yeah, during the oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> My laptop bears the scars of oatmeal <laughs> problems, but... Um, yeah, so I, I feel like when I do that, it gets my mind working like a writer for the rest of the day. And so if there's another period of the day when I um, am sitting down uh, to write, 
I've already trained my mind to start thinking in that way, I, I suppose. Interesting. That, yeah. that almost feels like you're going to wake up but continue dreaming in a way. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, tell us about, the, here's some intriguing titles. Sometimes the Wolf and Drive Across the Desert. So Sometimes the Wolf was a song I wrote. I was feeling a little disillusioned by the world. And so I wrote this song as if I was writing to myself as a child, hmm. telling myself the things that... Um, I need to learn quickly or I won't be able to survive in the world. So that was kind of where that came from. And sometimes the wolf is a reference to, there's a line, sometimes the wolf looks like a friend. That's the one I underlined. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hear these more songs from Deborah Fotheringham. This is Highway 89, always being performed live. And these songs are from Deborah's album called The Darkness and the Sun, Sometimes the Wolf and drive across the desert.
don't be fooled, sweet child. They'll lay you down below.
pair of songs from Deborah Fotheringham. We just heard Drive Across the Desert. Before that, Sometimes the Wolf. And this is music from her brand new album. I want to ask you, uh, that song actually is kind of hopeful to me because it's, <laughs> it's like, well, let's drive across the desert. I mean, there is a desert. Yes. But there's a little bit of hope that there's another side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a... Uh... Yeah, that was definitely part of when I was writing this. It was a song about um, recognizing that you can't get close to someone, but um, being willing to wait. And even if you have to drive through that desert of loneliness to get there. <laughs> you know, you've had a lot of chances to work on projects with some pretty well-known musical luminaries. Some of those, that you're just one degree of separation between you and folks like Patty Griffin, Death Cab for Cutie, the Moody Blues Cascade, and some others. Just a, a pretty, some pretty interesting little corners of your musical career. Yes. What kind of things do you learn from working with other people? Um, boy, lots of things. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Just, um, uh, I, I love getting to work with um, a lot of, like, the producers that I worked with um, because they always are so full of interesting creative ideas and... Um, just so full of experience of things that I have don't know and so um is I always feel like whenever I'm around some of these people that I'm just soaking it all up because they know way more than I do <laughs> well let me let me be specific sure. too on a couple of these I know you you have kind of a musical family too that you've built here yes. as part of the the local music scene that you've been a, such a good big part of but you've helped add to their projects over the years so now when you show up with your basket of songs and say okay guys help me out with this mm -hmm. what is that or do you feel like I know when I share this song they're gonna get it mm -hmm. is that why you choose these people because you know they will yeah absolutely um this particular record, um, I specifically chose all the people that I wanted to be a part of it because I knew that they were people that were really supportive and really great and talented um, and um, would be a huge asset to um, the project and really supportive of it. And so, um, yeah, working with people like um, Scott Wiley produced the record, mm -hmm. um, Ryan Tanner and Paul Jacobson and... Um, M. Horton Smith and Marcus Bentley and Dylan Shore and Aaron Anderson. These are all people that were part of the record and people that I um, love to get to make music with. Cause and we should probably mention, I mean, this is really fun to hear the stripped down version, but there's like a, a killer cello part on one mm -hmm. of the songs we already heard and all the way through some gorgeous harmonies mm -hmm. and, and all of that. Sometimes you, sometimes them. So yeah. be sure and check out the record to get the Thanks. full effect of Deborah <laughs> Fotheringham. We're going to... Uh, make a little nod to your fans here. We want to hear a few songs from the past. Sure. So quickly tell us about Dan's Song and Summer Rain. Sure. Dan's Song was on my uh, most recent EP. It's a song I wrote about my brother. He's an adventurous type and always has been. And one summer he took off and decided to ride the trains. We didn't know where he'd gone. Um, so I wrote that song for him. And then Summer Rain was from my very first record, um, a song about uh, trying to figure out how life works basically and um it's a song that actually celebrates rain where some might look to it as um, a bad thing but um yeah all right well if you are already a deborah fotheringham fan you know about this from her previous solo album her ep and if you're just getting introduced then you're lucky that you're about to hear dan's song followed by summer rain Haven't played these in a while. This could be rough. 
funky pictures on the wall Cause I'll be leaving in the fall And that's the lie that keeps me sane It's my hope of summer rain It's been so long and I've felt so lost Three summers gone and there's nothing here but dust I've been so strong
Deborah Fotheringham dance song, and then we just heard Summer Rain. And I have to say, hearing dance song makes me think of a time just a few years ago trying to explain to one of my children who was 14 that it was there were disadvantages to being a hobo and <laughs> traveling the country with no money until you at least knew more than two or three songs <laughs> on your guitar. Yes. <laughs> so we, we want to hear some more music from you, so sure. this will be real quick. But uh, tell us about the group you work with that uh, you're part of the blue heart review All right. and and the music it's it's sort of the great old songs it that is. yeah so um uh, ryan tanner was kind of the inspiration or the um the person that came up with the blue heart review and um, one summer he asked me if i'd be interesting in rec- uh, interested in recording a record and so we went to uh, my friend daniel young's studio up in north salt lake and we just recorded a bunch of old songs that we loved dolly parton and um, lucinda williams and uh, hank williams and there's a bunch of different ones and um it was so much fun we decided to turn it into a band and <laughs> play some shows so do you call that Country, folk, Americana? Uh, Americana is probably a good all-encompassing word for that. Do we hear any of those influences on this album, do you think? Absolutely, yeah. I've been listening listening to a lot of Americana, and it's definitely seeped into a lot of the writing I'm Mm. doing right now. Well, here's here's an interesting love song that I think is actually quite sweet. It's about lovers who seem to not really find their place in the world, but somehow seem to fit together themselves. Yes, it is. Anything else you want to say about this one? Sure. Um, this song's about my husband and I. He is um, he is a man's man. Like He could probably take your car apart and put it back together again. Um, he, We're very different people in that way, but for some reason we work, and um, I wanted to just write a little love song to him. Nice, nice. Well, how cool to get a love song written to you. This song uh, is called Odd Shaped Pieces. Deborah Fotheringham coming to you live from Studio 6 on Highway 89. Together, 
together That's Odd Shaped Pieces, a perfectly shaped song by Deborah Fotheringham. What a pleasure to have you in the studio and singing for us. This Thank is you. Uh, especially when these songs are so new. It's really fun to <laughs> sort of hear them as you're hanging up on the clothesline. And we get to watch them in the wind a little bit for the first time. Thank you. Um, you have toured all over the country and in Europe as well. And people do talk about music as a universal mm -hmm. language. So, what do you discover that people, how they react to your music when you've been in a brand new place? Um, they've had both reactions. They've <laughs> had reactions of where they really get it and other and really enjoy it, or other times where um, they couldn't be bothered. And that's just kind of part of being a musician, I think. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, though, I played a, a show in Germany, and that was actually one of the coolest shows I've ever done, um, just because... I don't think, like, you know, I know a lot of Germans speak English, but the particular group I was um, playing for, I asked how many spoke English, and probably two people raised their hands, and there were probably 30 or 40 people there. Mm. Um, but they really loved the concert. Like, I don't know if they understood any of the lyrics, but they loved it. They had a good time. They threw a translator, told me later how much they loved it. And it was just so cool. Um, such a cool experience to um, see how music can translate languages and bring people together um, even when you you don't speak the same language yeah it was it was neat have you ever been surprised by who your music reaches I mean um, other than the language barrier there just to like you may picture who your fans or listeners are yeah but are you surprised so. I'm always surprised when anyone uh, <laughs> <laughs> finds joy in my music and so yeah um, Anytime anybody finds meaning in it, I find that delightful and surprising. <laughs> well, this next song mentions a season. I want to say my favorite season is the fall. I think Me partly too. because it's nostalgic. There's a bit of melancholy in there. Maybe, yes. maybe we're on the same wavelength. Oh, there we are, this, yeah. This mixing of light <laughs> and dark. But uh, tell me about Winter That Will Never Come. Um, I wrote this song last November. Um, so a lot of the imagery is what I was seeing as I looked out my window. Um, but it was a song that I, I f was feeling really frustrated, like as a society we were, um, I thought we were progressing and then all of a sudden um, it felt to me like we were regressing and we were just going through these loops and never progressing through the seasons is the metaphor that I chose to express this feeling. But, um, but yeah, that's, that was the inspiration for that. Well, we're glad we get to hear one more. So let's have this be be our final song. Deborah Fotheringham singing from her album, the, which is brand new to lots of us. And if you're listening for the first time, I think she's won some new fans tonight. This is Winter That Will Never Come. are bare 
Winter that will never come. So wonderful to have Deborah Fotheringham in the studio with us today, sharing songs and conversation. Nice guitar work, too. 
A lot of the music you've heard today can be found on Deborah's album, The Darkness and the Sun. We've been waiting for this album for a long time. Thrilled for Deborah to let us into those songs and others today. Find her online at DeborahFatheringham.com. Deborah is D E B R A, Fatheringham with an O. If you just caught part of the show, would like to hear the beginning, listen again, or share it with a friend, you can do that. All our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.